Hey guys, welcome to Lauren.Live, the spirituality, health, and lifestyle podcast. Today I have Nicholas on. Hi, Nicholas. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Lauren. I appreciate it. I'm so excited. We were just discussing. I've actually been following Nicholas on Instagram for quite some time. And when I reached out, we were trying to schedule for a while and we're finally here together. And I'm just really grateful for him. He is a super positive light in this world. He's got awesome content. It's the wave in the ocean on Instagram. We'll we'll, uh, talk about that later where you can find him. But Uh, He focuses a lot on shamanic healing, and he's just a super amazing spiritual light warrior. Um, And we're just going to touch on some stuff with the shamanic healing, and um, we'll kind of talk a little bit about what's going on in the collective right now, and we'll just see see where the podcast takes us. It's going to be really casual today and just from the heart. So let's get rolling. Nicholas, how are you today? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm well thank you um good yeah no it's sunday it's a beautiful day and i'm just i've been as i said to you right before we started i've been reflecting a little bit on um some of the things going on in the collective right yeah, now so a lot and i'm yeah. feeling it too i think probably some most people are feeling it whatever that means on either extreme side or in the middle kind of confused so we'll definitely yeah. t- touch on that i think it's important uh but just Kind of before we get into all that, I think it'd be cool just for you to give a little intro on yourself so people, you know, can learn a little bit more about you. How did you get into spirituality? Like, were you born into it or did you find it on your own? Um, And what brought you into the world of shamanic healing? Would love to hear a little bit more about you. Absolutely. Yeah. That's one of those questions that can go in all sorts of different directions. So (laughs) if I start to veer off, just bring me back. (laughs) Sounds good. Um, But yeah, no, I certainly wasn't born into it. My... You know, I, I'm a firm believer that the the spiritual journey is something that's happening to all of us, whether aware of it or not, that we are spiritual beings. And yeah, we choose to incarnate, but really that's the ultimate identity for us is is that we are spiritual beings. Um, before, that's, that's the main identity before we get into all the trappings of the mind and the body and the ego complex. Um, so yeah, I, I've been on my spiritual journey forever, same as everyone else, but in, in my own limited awareness as an ego, um, my spiritual journey, for me, I always point to the story of when I was about 12 or 13 years old, I read a book called The Art of Happiness by the Dalai Lama, and that was like a pivotal moment for me. I remember really being fascinated by this different approach to religion, spirituality, philosophy, whatever you want to call it, that I was reading about, um, you know, in the tradition of Buddhism there. Um, and it hit me so strongly that I remember like finishing that book and just leaving my bedroom and going down the hall to where my mom was to tell her like, mom, I'm going to be a Buddhist now. And, and she was like, Oh brother. And that was kind of the, that was kind of the start for me of, um, connecting with different traditions from all around the world. You know, I spent a lot of my life, um, very much so in sort of the academic part of spirituality And that might resonate with a lot of people that there's a very intellectual approach to spirituality that can happen where we just get fascinated by these concepts, these ideas from all these different traditions, especially if they're different than the ones we grew up with. Right. I grew up in a like a Christian home, but we only went to church on the holidays and, you know, things like that. Um, So I had sort of like a foundation, I guess, but it wasn't a huge part of my lifestyle growing up. My parents didn't really, you know, bring that into the house too much. Um, 
And so for me, I spent a really long time, you know, I'm almost 35 now. And so I spent a um, good 15 years of my life, at least kind of on this, this journey of like trying to see how much I could get, how, how much I could take from all these different uh, philosophical and spiritual traditions, take a little bit of that and study a little bit of that. And it was always a huge part of my identity also that like, oh yeah, I know a little bit about Taoism. I know a little bit about Zen. I know a little bit about Advaita. I can talk to anybody about anything and sort of show how intelligent I am, show how much I know about these philosophical traditions, right? Um, and I suppose the bulk of my journey has really been in the past five or six years becoming more embodied in my practice, kind of getting to this place where I, I chose one path more and more. Um, and I've heard this spoken. It's quite beautiful. A friend of mine had a teacher that told him that spirituality, spiritual traditions are like a wheel. And you have on the outside, you have all these spokes of the wheel, right? Those are all the different traditions. And you can go from spoke to spoke. You can bounce along the outside of the wheel, or at some point you can choose one. And that's what takes you to the center. This idea that any tradition can take you to the center. It can take you to the ultimate, you know, whatever you're looking for. Um, but you could also spend your life bouncing around on the outside and never really get there. That's true. So the past five or six years of my life have really been about like deciding to um, practice my spirituality, put these things into practice and really embody a lot of the things that I've been learning, which is a lot harder to do than just read about them and have an intellectual understanding about things. Right. Um, so that's been what I've been doing in my own personal practice. I've been working with people as well for about four or five years, um, doing one-on-one -on -one teachings, doing courses, et cetera, et cetera. But um, it really all, you know, the whether you want to call it the dark night of the soul or, you know, all these labels, um, whatever you want to call it, a few years ago, I started to really suffer with physical illness. Um, and I was no stranger to suffering because, you know, from, from my teenage years on, I kind of depression, anxiety, um, suicidal ideation, and even plans of suicide at some point in my life were kind of things that I had become the norm for me, I should say. Um, but it really all culminated in this physical illness that kind of started to rock all parts of my world um, a few years ago. And that eventually turned into a diagnosis of Lyme disease about two years ago. Um, and I bring that up because if we want to talk about spiritual awakening at all the times I thought I had spiritual awakenings before that, and, and I did, um, they really pale to my experience with Lyme disease and the healing of it. Um, it's taught me more about myself and about the nature of reality and the nature of illness and disease than I, I could have ever learned in a lifetime without that perceived suffering. I like to say perceived suffering rather than suffering nowadays. Um, because I really, really came to understand that like that was my ticket through that we each have these like wake up calls that come in the form of discomfort that are really the ticket through or the key to the, to unlocking this door we're trying to go through to get to the next stage in our lives. Um, and so just dealing with that has really brought me into this more centered, more embodied place within myself and just so much more love. That's really the crux of it all for me. It's just like so much more love for myself and for others. And this greater, like in my heart feeling rather than the understanding that we are all the same thing expressing itself in different ways. 
And that the extent to which I don't love myself, I don't accept myself is the extent to which I don't love and accept others. So I just felt, you know, I, I went through this period for over a year um, with just like letting it all out, like letting out the anger, letting out the sadness, just like bouts of crying and fits of kind of like rage and, and such things like that. All these things that I had kind of kept in myself and pushed down and suppressed for my whole life, um, all started to pour out of me in the last couple of years. And I could go on for days and days about this. I'll try to cut myself short uh, unless it comes up organically. But the, that's kind of like the, the big thing that I've taken away from that is that whatever we're going through really is the key. And we are here to feel more love. We are feel to, here to feel just more peace that comes from love and gratitude and acceptance of 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 our gifts and that suffering is a gift, right? It's this wake up call that like, Hey, whatever you were doing, wasn't working. The universe has something much better prepared for you, a better lifestyle for you, but you've got to like go through the growing pains of adjusting to it. Cause you're going to want to hold on to the old stuff that was keeping you secure, even though it wasn't keeping you healthy. Right. You're going to want to hold on to that. Like white knuckle right? It. Right. Yeah. You're going to want to white knuckle it. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, just this process of letting go and accepting and and really seeing who I am in all of my infinite bits, you know, that like, yeah, I'm I'm here to do light work. I'm here to be a positive force. I'm here to create peace inside of myself, to see the peace that I already am and to recognize that. But also that like I get angry sometimes, I get fearful sometimes, and that's all part of the game too. And I wouldn't have come here unless I was meant to feel those things too. Totally. You're human yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm hundred well, percent human, mean, I would say. <laughs> you're, yeah. Yeah, I'm I just saying you. we're spiritual <laughs> beings in a human body right. and we're yeah. meant to feel things. Yeah. Sure. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's kind of a long answer no, you know, to it. describe who I am or where I came from, but that's really all, you know, I've, I'm no stranger to suffering, but you know, in, in recent years, I've really started to work with that thing that we call suffering as the tool for, for transformation. Sure, and that's, that's what I do with myself and other people now. Yeah. And I want to talk about that in a second, the healing, obviously that's what you're helping do, uh, sure. you know, for others and yourself, but wow. Well, thanks for sharing your personal story. And that's yeah, why I love you. doing this so much because each person, like a lot of the times people are saying really similar things, but each person's story, people find things in a different way through different experiences, mm -hmm. whether it's physical or emotional or whatever. And also like the interpretation, the way you said things like I've really felt like my the beginning of my spiritual journey as well. I was in a very uncomfortable place. I was recently single. I felt alone. I wasn't happy in my job. I felt like what's my purpose? And I had this like breakdown just like. I felt I wasn't f like fully depressed, but almost like I just felt like, what, what am I doing? And then I read Eckhart Tolle, mm. A New Earth, and like it just, and I, ever since then, like I've been super into being in the moment and like gratitude. And I mean, my story is a lot more longer than that, but I, I get what you mean of like, sometimes you do really have to get to this place where you feel like you're at this like bottomless pit and there is suffering in some way, but wow, usually that's what shakes you up and really changes you for the better and you learn so much about yourself and so much more about our purpose and there's so much beauty that comes from that mm. uh so i totally feel you there and i think a lot of other people probably you know can relate to that too um and 
I wanted to ask you when you read that book, how old were you? I think I was about 13. Okay. So you were yeah. kind of like entering in your teen years. And then you recently, when you um, had Lyme, your Lyme disease diagnosis, was that, you said it was a few years ago? It was about two years two ago years where ago. I got the diagnosis. Yeah. Okay. And I was, I was sick for a little bit before that, but you know, I had, I had even been sick various times in my life and dealt with it and learned so much sure. about, you know, alternative healing and natural healing and come through it and then kind of regressed and yeah. then come through it, you know? So it was this process for me. For Are you sure, still where, having to do things to help with symptoms or have you kind of eradicated it or where are you kind of at physically with all of that? Yeah. Um, I'm unrecognizable from where I was a year ago and, and it's funny how I never like throughout this whole process of healing from Lyme disease. I, I believe it's like a lifelong process for me in a lot of ways that it was asking me to come into this lifelong. Um, it's a different lifestyle of really going inward every time that we feel that urge to want to project outward. Um, whatever we're experiencing or to feel symptoms and to immediately say these symptoms are bad. I don't want them. What's that outside thing that I can do or take to get rid of them. So I've been kind of initiated into a new path of looking at things that like, ah, okay, I'm feeling something that means something on the inside is calling yeah, for attention. That's interesting. So I'm still going through that and I will forever in my mind now, like I've, I've been, yeah, I've been taken out of an old dying paradigm and placed into the new one. And I'm, very grateful for that. Um, but no, I'm unrecognizable from where I was a year ago, which is like, yeah, just, you know, I would, I would break down. I was having convulsions. My mm. body would start to shake and, you know, like my, um, yeah, I would just break into tears or screaming. I would have psychedelic experiences oh, wow. and psychedelic visions. I would see things going on in my life, repressed memories from childhood, a sexual oh. abuse thing from when I was six came up and I was like, where the hell was that hiding? Um, so That's really crazy. for me, it was like, I, I was no stranger to using nature and using some alternative methods to heal. Cause I had done it once or twice before and had great results. Um, but this was really like a big thing for me. That was like, this is your, your That's moment not just here. Physical. You had stuff that needed to come out. No, Deep. not at all. Yeah. I mean, and again, that's why, you know, we could have a whole separate podcast of what I now believe Lyme disease to be and how I personally believe for very few of the people that get it, it has to do with the tick bite or right. it has to do with biology. But again, that's a story for another day. Sure. <laughs> well, yeah. And I mean, I think whether we pick them or things just happen to us, uh, Meaning before we come into this physical body, I do believe we pick a lot of our life events, mm -hmm. some of the large ones at least, but, um, yeah, it's called Lyme's disease, but like you said, it could be, it's other stuff. It's hard to explain it, but I, I know what you mean. And I think every physical ailment, there's something emotionally or spiritually that's tied to it for sure. So that's, that's my understanding. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. And think of mm -hmm. all the people that have something going on in their health. There's more to it for sure. Um, mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. I'm really fascinated by like what we would call modern science would call autoimmunes, which, you know, Lyme's disease. And I've, I had some right. chronic fatigue problems, which would be probably labeled as like Epstein-Barr. And I've been able to really right. control that with like celery juicing, which I talk about all the time. Um, but there is definitely a lot of internal stuff that you have to look at and heal as well. So mm. that's a good segue can you kind of share about with yourself and other people, what kind of healing are you doing? Is it all across the board, like physical, mental, emotional healing? Um, and then also like what kinds of things do you do like practices? And then 
um, yeah, I guess whatever, whatever you'd like to kind of talk about within that, that area. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my, my formal training, um, the things, you know, that I've gone through over the past five or six years, I've been studying a lot. And so I studied cognitive behavior therapy at the Beck Institute. Um, so there's the aspect of examining thoughts, um, and recognizing our thought patterns and which are the places we tend to go most often and how is that helping us or hurting us, right? How are our thought processes? Um, and sort of like the core beliefs that influence those thoughts, where is that all coming from? Where did we learn that? And can we learn to have a different relationship with our thoughts by, by first meeting them where they are, meeting our thoughts exactly where they are from this curious place and examining and working through that. So that's one aspect of what I do. Um, that's kind of rooted in, you know, what we would say psychology It's very sort of material in a way, biological. It's something that we can do and work with. Right. Um, and the other aspect of what I do is um, I lead people to oneness through non-duality while at the same time helping people work with their ego and the mind body complex. So it's kind of a complicated thing. You could call it shamanic healing. What I do, um, because I work with a teacher from Peru and his tradition is a mystical one. So my teacher, Don Alejandro Apasa is just a beautiful teacher. And he's one of like the OGs. He's one of like <laughs> the, the few remaining true masters of the Inca energy medicine tradition. So to work with him over the last two years has been a real blessing for me. Um, so I do this dance sort of, of like in my own life and with other people, helping people disidentify with the things that we've learned to identify with that we think of as ourselves, being our thoughts, our emotions, our body, the very ego complex mm -hmm. itself, right? I help people to recognize that there's this greater I that is the awareness beyond what they think they are that no matter what you think you are, when you think, you know, I am angry. Well, how do you know that you are angry? It's because you are this greater I that is able to recognize that the small I is feeling anger, right? There's this awareness that's always watching our experience. And that's the truth. That's like the core truth of all spiritual traditions that really there's something greater than just what we identify with. So my work is at the same time helping people to disidentify with that through the process of self-inquiry and asking a lot of really interesting questions and getting people frustrated and saying, no, stick with it, answer it. Tell me what I'm asking. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> while at the same time, helping people navigate that we did incarnate into this dualistic world, right? We do have a tendency to label and judge and put things in boxes and see things in good as good as good or bad. Right. So it's at the same time, helping people to have a healthier relationship with this body, mind, intellect, the emotions, et cetera, knowing that it's not me, that there is something greater that will continue to live after this body disappears, right? Mm -hmm. It was there before and it's there after, just like there's something that's there before and after deep sleep. There's something that exists. Mm -hmm. I still wake up and I'm still Nicholas, even though I can't remember anything that happened in deep sleep, mm -hmm. right? I'm still there. I was there before and I'm there after, and that's the real me. But at the same time, if I'm here and I'm in this world where I identify sometimes with my emotions, I identify sometimes with my thoughts, how do I create a relationship with those 
that is rooted in compassion and curiosity. I want to learn from my experience rather than, you know, see it as my reason for suffering. Right. So to kind of tie this all full circle, because I know I have a tendency to kind of go a little bit different directions, but to bring it all together for me, when we talk about shamanic healing and you talked about you, you mentioned something about looking inward or looking into the shadow. And I think that's really the bulk of what I would call like shamanic healing. It's working with awareness. It's this idea that we can look at the things that we don't want to look at in ourselves. And the very act of looking is a heroic act. And it's also a catalyst. That's the catalyst to being able to see the things that are in the darkness, right? And what is the darkness except for that which the light has not yet touched, has not yet reached. And I use that word yet very strongly there, right? That anything that is in the darkness, it's because there's this part of me that is holding it in the darkness because I want it there because I'm not yet ready to look at it. But if I can get to a relationship with my emotions and my thoughts, if I can understand the philosophy of who I really am, then I can get to a point where I'm willing to look at my shadow. And when I'm willing to look at my shadow, I see all of the messages there for me. I see all of the little things that are screaming out for attention in the way that a, that a lost, scared child would reach out. You know, that they would say, please just pay attention to me. Mm -hmm. That's all I want. And if you give me the attention and you hold me in your presence and in your awareness and you shower me with love as a child, that's all I want. And you'll see the smile come onto my face. Right. Mm -hmm. and it's the same with those things that are hidden in our awareness. Okay. And if we talk about things in the collective as well, that's a big part of what's going on. The world needs shamanic healing on a, on a personal level. It's something that we can all benefit from because by going into the shadow, we're shining light on the darkness and there will be less of the darkness that we're so afraid of, right? Because we're shining light on it. Right. And the same is true as what's going on in the world. A lot of people don't want to look at certain things. They don't want to recognize that certain things are happening, even if they're right in front of their face. And we recognize, okay, the micro and the macro are connected. They're the same thing. I don't want to look at my own shit, pardon my language. I also don't want to look at the world's shit. But when I do, I'm able to create a more cohesive, more holistic worldview, a world, a, a more holistic way of living for myself and for others. So that's kind of what, you know, if I'm supposed to define what shamanic healing is and what I, what I do, it's this process of kind of guiding people, this dance between the non-dual, which is the ultimate truth. But if we're here in this sort of illusion of truth that we're all separate beings and our emotions define us and whatever, then how can we work with our emotions? How can we work with, you know, rather than saying, I want to be peaceful all the time, how can we wake up and say, I'm agitated today? I'm going to explore that with curiosity, what I call compassionate curiosity, and use that agitation to do magic, right? To, to create transformation in my life simply by being with it and asking questions of it and starting to form a relationship with it rather than that whole get away from me. I'm going to run away. away from you. Thing. Yeah. 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 Well, it's uncomfortable. So you want to just, I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. It's more uncomfortable. It seems well, than right. repeating the daily cycles of discomfort. But that when we you complain do push about. it away, then you are repeating it. I know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So totally. it's kind of like ripping off a bandaid in some way, right. Yeah. Versus like the slow peel that we do every day of our life and then complaining that it hurts. Right. And then something can, big can happen is, and comes out and then you do really have to look at it sometimes, but 
Yeah. Like Lyme disease all of a sudden, for example, like everything that I've shoved <sighs> down my whole life because I want to be a peaceful person rather than just being who I am mm. in my infinity, right? All that shoving down eventually is like the geyser effect takes over, you know? Wow. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, it comes out physically. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Forces you to really time to look at it, right? I think Just so, a yeah. gift in a way, yeah, for sure. Wow, I really like the way that you described that. And I'm just like nodding my head. Like, yes, I feel that that is what's going on. And all of us, I mean, humbly, like I'm human and I'm feeling that stuff too. Like right now, just, you know, I get triggered by things too. I try not to be and I've gotten a lot better. Um, and we actually had a discussion in our DMs, right? You were sharing some really cool things. And I was like, oh, I love this. And I've just really taken like a seat back of like not posting anything political and trying to just like not. And part of that has been really healing for me as far as just not getting too, too into it and like forcing people to try to change and debate. Like I'm really done with that part because for my energy, it wasn't good. But I mm. do think it is important, like you said, to speak your truths and, um, there's a fine balance with that. I think, you know, we can all get really like swept up in social media and it can get like toxic and an energy sucker. But I think it's good to have awareness of what's going on in the world. There's a balance with everything, right? Mm. Um, but it's obviously very hard to not know what's going on in this world. Um, I think we're all very clear about like what we're talking about. I mean, it's been political with the pandemic and um, there's just been a lot of movements, but there's been good things with it and bad things and it's hard and it's been traumatic and I really do think like all this stuff is coming out because we are trying to heal as one, but it's very complicated and it's going to take some time and people are waking up slowly. That's kind of my like definition in a super quick way of what's going on. But I, I want to hear more on what you think. And I do agree. Like if we're not looking within, like when I, I need to like, look at me and not just be like, why are they so triggered by that? Why am I triggered by that person? There's something in me that, I need to look at there. And if we could all just do that and have more compassion, we Mm. can have a conversation. We can engage. We can talk about the fears, but we can also talk about the good things. And I think that's one reason I've really stayed away from the media is there's just so much fear and negativity all the time, but there's also a lot of really great things going on. There's podcasts like this. There's people like you that are doing healing work. I've met tons of different people. I learned during the pandemic the importance of family and being in the moment and slowing down, Mm. you know, using resources. I started a garden. Like there's so many good things happening in the world. Like I'm getting shivers, but we don't talk about that stuff enough. And so Mm. I, I think actually it's a really good thing what's happening, but it's also really hard because it feels so heavy and I've had friendships that have they haven't been ruined but um, they're just different and I've gotten a lot of criticism for not posting about things or not watching the inauguration and I've just been trying to explain to them you know I'm taking a seat back and I'm I'm more you know I'm just trying to be more conscious right now and so I think it's really important that we all are gracious with one another as we all take all the stuff in at different you know, levels. So Mm. I don't know, like what, what's your thought on all that as far as just like, I don't know, I I, I guess you kind of already talked a little bit about it, but yeah, like looking within at that dark, that dark stuff, but it's also really, it's all out there too. It's not just within us. Like it's a collective, like there's this cloud and we're trying to find our way. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Gosh, I know it's um, a big topic, but I guess it's a big topic. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> maybe touch on it more from like the healing side, like what you see as far as like Lyme disease. It had to come out physically. I think all the stuff probably is coming out in a physical form in our world. Mm. How how do we deal with that? What are some ideas with that the healing? How do we start the healing? How can we contribute to the healing of the collective? Mm. No, this is, I think it's a wonderful topic. It's a great question. And yeah, you're right. It's a big one and it can go in all sorts of different directions. But um, I'm recognizing more and more, you know, we're, we're here for a reason. There's no question we're here for a reason. What that reason is specifically, there's like two different versions of that. There's one version where everyone gets to kind of decide their own purpose for living their own individual journey. And there's also this greater thing that's kind of there for everyone, which is while you're talking about triggers and all these things, the only thing that keeps coming to my mind is this idea that we're, we're literally only here to greater navigate this, this confusing truth that we are, that when I see something out there, I'm seeing it in me. And when I see something in me, I'm seeing it out there. Like it's this journey of learning to really recognize the other as me and learning to recognize me as the other. Um, and so when we talk about triggers, especially, you know, a lot of us are working with our triggers in a very healthy way where we're learning not to necessarily fall into our triggers all the time. Right. But I think it can, you know, that can quickly turn into the same old story that doesn't work if our goal then becomes to become non-triggered. Right. Because I think we're here to be That's triggered. True. It's the trigger that somehow snaps us into the understanding. Right. Um, so I think that's a big part for all of us of this, like this healing journey that we're all on. And I see healing is coming into greater wholeness, right? That word healing comes from the word whole in Greek. So what I think is happening right now in the collective, what I feel strongly is happening is that we are breaking into wholeness. I I've had this, I don't know whether it's a vision or just a quick little metaphor that came to me, but I keep seeing this thing like, I keep recognizing in my life that every time I've thought it was the worst time and everything was broken, not long afterwards, things started to come back together in this beautiful whole new way. And I keep thinking of this idea of like breaking into wholeness, breaking into wholeness. That word keeps repeating in my, in my mind lately. And I don't know where it came from or how it got there, but I keep seeing this image of the world shattering to pieces so that we're able to see all of the little pieces that we weren't, that weren't there. It's kind of like that phrase, um, you know, you miss, you miss the forest for the trees. It's kind of like the opposite of that. It's like, we're able to see the entire forest, but we lose sight of all the individual trees. And if you were to chop down all of those individual trees, you wouldn't see a forest anymore. You'd see a pile of trees, right? So I kind of see that with what's happening in the world right now. It's like, everything is perceptually breaking down, breaking into infinite pieces. Even people want to distinguish between humans so much as a way to create unity. I hear people splitting people into different groups more and more and more based on their beliefs, their skin color, their identity, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, as a way to create more unity. And I'm mm -hmm. like, what the heck are you talking about? That is so crazy to me that anyone thinks that the way to create unity is through more dismemberment. 
right? Oh, yeah. That like, okay, you're, that. yeah, yeah, you're it's on this div- side. It's you're actually on this further side. dividing. I've always it's, felt that too. <laughs> and it's, and it's, you're not allowed to say that in a lot of circles. A lot of the places that they call safe spaces nowadays are the most dangerous place to be in because if you're not following the rules, if you're not having the exact same viewpoints, you are othered. You are ostracized and you are banished from those places. Which is not a safe if, place. <laughs> right. Safe place. Right. Yeah. As if, as if, you know, as if banishment is the way to create greater healing in the world. Right. As if holding people accountable is a way to heal them. What that's going right. to do is get people further into their beliefs or it's going to create a fawn trauma response. Cause that's yeah. a traumatizing thing to be banished from the group. Right. Mm-hmm. I tend to believe that we all belong here, no matter what, even the people that are hurting themselves and hurting others, they have a belonging here. They deserve healing. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't agree with the prison system, for example, if we're talking about all the little, you know, manifestations sure. of those power systems. So bringing it back to like what's happening, I think that what's really going on here is that the only way to really see something is to see all of its little pieces. And sometimes something needs to break to be like, Oh, you know, it's what science is interested, right? Science wants to take you and me and anyone else and break us into atoms and quarks and protons or whatever. See all the little pieces that make it up. That's cool. Fine. That's one way to explore reality. And I think we're doing that in the world today. Mm. We're breaking. It's somehow breaking for multiple reasons. Some of them way Meaning. beyond our control. Yeah. Some of them way beyond the control of our governments who might have less power than we think they do actually. Um, but for whatever reasons, things are breaking so that we can see all the little pieces and start to decide together, like, okay, how can we as a group start to put these back together in a way that feels like it's a better fit? Mm-hmm. They were all stuck together and smashed together into this weird shape with no discernible, you know, I I don't know what that object is. I can't tell what shape it is. It's not a square. It's not a circle. It's nothing recognizable. It's just this blob. And when it shatters, we can kind of talk about, okay, what should this look like? How can we make this a more cohesive shape? And, And that's my journey with, with my own suffering of various kinds, certainly with the Lyme disease, it was like, Oh my gosh, I get to put my life back together in this way where I feel love, where I just look at the people that I love sometimes. And I just start to cry. What the heck it's happening right now. I'm just, the tears are coming to my eyes right now thinking of this didn't used to happen to me. Mm. I used to care for people. I used to care for people that I loved and I used to care for strangers. And I've always felt that love in my heart, but to be able to just talk about this and to feel tears start to come into my eyes right now, it's like this, this is living to be able to feel this love and golly, to be able to feel the pain too. You know what I mean? To actually be able to feel things without that desperate need to numb out and escape. So I think that's really what this is for us all. It's like, I, I mean, you and me have chatted a little bit. I am happy to go there. I'm happy to talk about, you know, tyrannical takeover of our freedoms <laughs> and like, you know, how none of this, how this get is banned. anti. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't even care anymore. Like I, I dealt with Censorship. my own fear yeah. of speaking out about that. Um, I'm still fearful, but I'm just doing it anyway. Cause you know, you're right. We all, we all have to just be ourselves. And part of being ourselves is saying how we feel and what we right. think. And part of being ourselves is like feeling what we feel for God's sake. And just like, I really think that's the biggest thing that's it, coming into my awareness more. I, I know, I know a few techniques, some of them very ancient from, from traditions that I've been lucky enough to be a part of that they've shared their wisdom with me. 
modalities that really, really do help people on multiple levels. And I believe in that sort of trickle down healing that starts with spiritual healing. Um, You know, but more and more like the base of this is very simple. It's about like, how can I look at everything that exists in the world and me know that everything's a mirror. I'm living in this weird house of mirrors and it's all for me. It's all for me because I'm you. It's for us. It's for, (laughs) you know, that like it really is all happening for our highest benefit. And I think it's kind of shit right now in a few ways. I'm really not happy with a few of the directions that things are going. But there is also this part of me at the same time that is able to see that you can't really, you can't really put it back together until it breaks down. You know what I mean? One of my, I think, like you said, it feels like, yeah, it's just like, shit, it's not going the way I want it. And it seems better and then it's going to get bad again. But yeah. I'm preparing myself f- for a long journey. I think this is going to take a while. I do think though, like, and not, not everyone thinks maybe the way that you and I do about spirituality about the, like, we are all one. That's a very common, like, spiritual connection that a lot of us have have come to, that we are all part of source and we are all one and just different bodies with different experiences, but we're actually all really connected. And I I think some people are really actually starting to, to see that a good example, which is, like, crazy that this is even a thing and that we went through that whole toilet paper, paper towel thing. That yeah. shows you, though, how it's a silly you know, example that we are really all super connected when we hoard and fear takes over supply, supply chains are affected. It's not like you said, we think government is so powerful. Our system is really not that powerful. It could break at any second We're you know, I've been hearing a lot about, it and I'm thinking I'm noticing, you know, we've had a lot more fires here in Washington uh, over the last few years. That was not something that ever used to happen. You could say it's global warming. You could say it's more pyromaniacs. It doesn't really matter what it's coming from. It's happening. It's happening all over the country in California and Canada. Greece is on fire. Things are going to start happening more like this, I think. And I think just like your Lyme's disease, that's a physical sickness on the earth which it's been happening since earth has existed. There's been fires and earthquakes and, you know, hurricanes and things that destroy. And it's just one more chance for us to look at what's happening, the energy to heal the earth, to heal ourselves. And I think it's not that crazy to think, I don't want to live in fear, but our food system could go down at any second. I mean, I hope it doesn't happen, but water could become scarce in certain places. The point is we are all so connected Something Mm -hmm. happens with farmers that affects all of us. So it's just a good reminder. I hope that people are learning that through these rough patches. We are also very connected. We don't feel Mm. connected because we have the person over here posting on the far right, far left. We feel like we're enemies, but we're all sharing the same resources, the same earth, and we all have feelings inside. We are all one and we have to respect not only ourselves, but others so we can start healing that and hopefully not have all those problems, right? So it's very complex. It's mm. incredibly, and we could talk many podcasts about this and, you know, everyone knows all the, it's not even a pink elephant in the room, but like you said, I've been feeling it really a lot this week and I'm letting myself feel it because I was doing good for a while, but like you said, it is good to feel triggered. Mm. Feeling that with the vaccination and the non-vaccination, 
groups are starting. That's the new thing now. It was the Black Lives Matter, LGBT. Now it's, are you vaccinated or not vaccinated? It's another division point. And we don't need to get into opinions on why you should or shouldn't. The point is I'm seeing this become another divide. And mm-hmm. that in itself, in my opinion, is a virus. It's, it's not feeling good. It's taking away freedoms and it's making people... You know, I know it's a small amount, but there are people that can't get vaccines. There's medical freedom. There are religious reasons. We have to still remember, we have to be respectful. And while we're all figuring this thing out, like we have to be kinder and gracious. And this is going to go on for a while. There's going to be new strains and new vaccines and boosters. I wish people could just realize like we have to come together because this divisiveness is not healthy. Mm. It's not good. And I, I think we have a long ways to go we got to figure out how we can support one another. Mm. But it's so hard to do that sometimes, right? And I'm even speaking for myself. Like some days I'm good at it. I'm like, okay, like they're feeling that way and that's okay. And they're my friend. And then others, I'm like, like, how do you not see this, right? So yeah, it, it's examining within. That's a good, you know, point that you're making. Really examine what, start within, and then let's work to together. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know if you and me are here and we're feeling it. Of course, others are are feeling this too. And I think we all really want the same things. We want to be loved and we want to feel good. We want to feel healthy and have resources and enjoy this earth. But I don't know. We're in a very interesting time to be here on this earth right now. Absolutely. I I think for me, it's become entirely clear that even so this will be a funny funny statement, but you know, I always recognize that I do this. I mentioned it as a dance a few times, this dance between I've been studying a non-dual philosophical tradition for pretty much my entire life. And I I study that formally, formally with the teacher and I go pretty deep into that. And at the same time, I do practice shamanic healing with myself and others, which is actually a very dualistic approach. You know, it does work with like heavy and light energies and et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's never been more clear to me on a deep level. There's nothing intellectual about what I'm saying here that um, we are not who we think we are. And the root, the root of all suffering in the world is the lack of that knowledge is the forgetting of that knowledge that if you know who you are, if you know, yes, that everything is connected, but even on a greater scale that everything is the same, it's this perceived separation. It's the self and other game that the mind plays and the mind is real, right? I'm not saying the mind isn't, isn't real. It's an illusion. Like some people like to say this all an illusion, right? This world is an illusion. Some people say that and it's like, well, it's not an illusion because it's maybe real in a sense, but it might not be the ultimate truth. Yeah. The mind plays the game of separation. That's what it does. If we cannot see, if we cannot remember who we are behind, beyond that, before the, this mind even existed, if we cannot see that this, separation game is just a game that's played by the mind, then we will suffer in infinite ways. We will suffer personally. We will suffer collectively. It's up to each person, the, the awakened ones, the enlightened ones, whatever you want to call it. They're still here. They still participate. They still get angry. Sometimes they still get, you know, like all the gurus that we project all the perfection on are still regular people that just have able to increasingly identify with the them that is above this distinction. 
that Maybe is Maybe they're infinite. a little more conscious in certain ways, but yeah. Yeah. yeah they are less, less reactionary, right? Less a slave sure. to their emotions and mm-hmm. their thoughts and all those things. Absolutely. But the big idea here is as long as we see distinction, as long as we see self or other, it could be between me and you, it could be between this hand and this hand, right? I go, you know, treating this hand is not treating the body anywhere. I treat on my body. I'm treating the body because it's all one, right? It could be between humans and animals. It can be between us and nature, right? The distinction between what is a human and what is nature leads to ecocide, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's the foundation of why we destroy the planet. The distinction between me and you leads to violence between humans, anger between humans, all of that. So it's funny to me how the biggest thing really, we could, we could talk about all of these, you know, things happening on the surface, but at the end of the day, if we're not taking, and and I say this because most people don't want to go here. Most people want to do the healing modalities. They want to do the practices. They want to get into, you know, doing with the ego and all that. And that's cool too. But I say this, most people don't want to go to the place of actually inquiring about who they are beyond their thoughts, Mm. beyond their emotions, beyond the body. What the hell is it that exists both before and after your deep sleep, both before and after your incarnation. And if we explore that more and more in a really fun process, because self-inquiry is really fun and really triggering and really like, Whoa, this is blowing my mind. um, I think that's really the root of it all. And to bring that back down to a more like practical approach here, what I'm really trying to say is that these problems that exist on the earth, they take different forms the same way that you and I are the same, but we take different forms. Yeah. But they're always going to be there. You yeah. know what? It can show up in the form of, of, of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. It can show up in the form of the forest fires. It can show up in the form of, you know, Jesus being crucified 2000 years ago. Like anything can happen on the outside. These are all just different manifestations of the same one thing. Mm-hmm. This inability to remember really what we are and who we are. Mm-hmm. And that you, I cannot cut off my own arm without hurting you and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And I think when we get to, you know, it, it sounds like an intellectual concept when it's not practiced. Because I talked about oneness for years as an intellectual concept that made sense to me before I really started my path of self-inquiry. And eventually when you go deeper, deeper into the practice and the embodiment, embodiment of it, it starts to become this truth that is undeniable, you know the the vedantists of india the 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 non-dual tradition of india like i've never seen them lose a debate and i shouldn't say it's about debates but like i've never seen them be able to take someone down a road without them seeing like holy crap you're right like there's there's really a truth to what you're saying Mm -hmm. that that there's a there's a sameness between everything that exists so i realize that's a philosophical rant but really Really at the end of the day, like that's, that's a big part is coming back. It's a remembering of who we really are Mm -hmm. and disengaging from this world with all of its like tricks and its changes and the media that's constantly trying to sell you on some fear or some product or whatever. It's learning to source from within while at the same time, knowing that even when I'm sourcing from without it's, that's still me too. You know, it's all just a different representation of the same Uh, I mean, I totally, it makes sense. It's just, it is hard to practice it all the time. And then also Mm -hmm. if you feel that way, it's hard sometimes to talk with people about it because maybe they've never heard that before or it doesn't make sense to them or it conflicts with their religion, you know, and 
I think that's why I want to do the show. And that's why I always ask, wait, can you explain that? And you know, this is a, I, we're at, we're, we're good on time for a little bit, but I know this, <laughs> this could be really deep too. Yeah. So just however you want to take this, take your drink of water, prepare yourself. No. This is, it could be a big, or you could just help explain it. Cause I know I'm still trying to like spiritual practice and, and learning about this is a lifelong thing. Um, can you kind of explain your interpretation though of why you keep saying remembering who we are? You know, I've had a lot of mediums that I've worked with call it higher self. You know, it's your highest truth, your, you know, your true love and light that doesn't have the ego. Like, why are we here? What is your interpretation? And it's a human question, right? We always want to know like why, but just it helps with our existence. Um, why do we forget? Why do we have this amnesia and this veil? I've heard many, you know, interpretations we wouldn't do as well being here if we knew where we came from we need to kind of the whole point is to come here and to learn again who we really are um there's a balance of free will and then also you know there's things that are kind of planned out for us already just that whole thing like why are we here in this human form and we forgot where we came from we have to discover this higher self but the ego man it's just so it just keeps coming in it's hard to keep that ego away right like Uh what would you say from what you've learned and maybe some of the shamans that you work with, like what are some interpretations of, of that? Is it to like return back to like, we are source and we've come down here, but we're trying to learn our way back to where we came from or I don't know, Mm. not to like make you, it's not just a black or white, but just kind of what are some thoughts that you have and what you've kind of discovered around that topic? Yeah. Oof. There's so much there too. I know. Um, So here's a couple of things that I'm increasingly wary of as I think is a good place to start. Okay. Um, one of them would be ideas and concepts. So whether you, you know, you want to talk about names, names are ideas, concepts. So we call something the higher self, sure. or we call it God or we call it consciousness. That's one way we get trapped in the world of name and form. Um, to have ideas at all about, I believe there's a lot of people pretending that the thing that they've discovered that their ego has learned as a personal truth is ultimate truth. So I'm going to stay away from anything that looks like a concept of like, why are we here? What are we doing sure. on an individual level? Mm-hmm. Cause I don't, I don't know. I don't think anyone knows. And, and I used to believe that I know, but I don't trust that, that, part of me that thinks that it knew and I don't trust anybody else anymore when they say it. So I'm just going to be flat out about that. But, (laughs) um, but so the, why we're here question, I can touch on that like a little bit indirectly. I know, I know what keeps us veiled. I know what keeps us veiled from our understanding of what we really are. I know what I really am. I'm sure of that. I'm sure of that in a level that has nothing to do with my intellect. In fact, my intellect is the very thing that stops me from getting to it. Mm. Anytime I'm thinking that I, I mean, it's right now having this conversation, I lost it mm. by thinking that I have it and I can share it with you. I just lost it. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I'm in the intellect right now. It exists outside of the intellect. It exists outside of a so show in, in, in the Indian philosophical tradition, there are five sheaths that keep us from what we are. It starts with the food sheath working its way all up through what each level is 
all is more pervasive and more subtle as well. So like what I'm trying to say is like the first thing that I identify with, the easiest thing that we all identify with would be the physical sheath, which is the mind. Right. And then we get, I mean, which is the body, excuse me. And then we get into the subtle bodies. The subtle, subtle body would be like the mental sheath, the intellectual sheath. Eventually we get into the causal body. The causal body is like our, our karma, and our unmanifest tendencies. I might have a tendency to be an amazing surfer, for example, but until I get on a surfboard, that tendency is unmanifest. Mm -hmm. I get on a surfboard and I kick some booty and everybody's clapping for me. Then it becomes a manifest tendency, but there's this place above there's, there's increasing levels of existence. And these levels of existence are actually things that cover us from the ultimate truth. So the first thing that I might identify with would be my body. And I feel a pain in my right arm. And I say, that's me. Mm. That pain is me. Right. The next level might be my emotions. I might feel sadness and I feel I am sad. Right. See I about our language that. there. I am yeah. sad. I am that. Um, you know, and we get higher and higher. We get into the intellect. We think we are thoughts and we can play all these fun games with like, you know, whether or not you can control your emotions I'll spoil it for you. You can't, they just come and go, <laughs> yeah. right? You're just an instrument there. They come and go. So this idea of like, I shouldn't feel sad. That's what's making you suffer. But again, that's a story for another day. Our thoughts, we start to think of our thoughts. Maybe I am my thoughts, but can we control them? Do we have any dictation over when they come and where they go or how? No, those kind of just flow through us as well. Right. How many thoughts are you having right now while I'm talking? You know, you're like, it's everywhere. You can't control it all. Yeah. So we realize there's these increasing levels of like, okay, my karma, like what I was brought into this world, my gifts that I'm supposed to share, the tendencies, the things that are both manifest and unmanifest tendencies. I don't really have control over that. I can tell you that I have a tendency towards being addicted towards external substances that make me feel good and numb me out. Not everybody has that, but I can tell you it's one of my tendencies. It's just there. I did not choose it. I mean, you could decide, you could say that on a soul level, I chose it before being incarnated. I don't know. I don't know about sure. that. I can tell you for sure that Nicholas, this ego thing yeah. did not choose that specific tendency. Okay. Right. I also have a tendency towards like, I mean, God, I'm going to like make myself sound bad here, but I'm very <laughs> honest with myself yeah. and who I am. Cause I've explored myself and like, I have a tendency, like I move towards sex like my, I, I get like, Oh my God, like I'm, I'm into sex. I crave sex. Like that's one of my tendencies. I don't choose that. I have to actively work with that. That's almost annoying to me because I have to actively work with that in order to stay focused on my spiritual practice. But I'm but do aware you feel of like that. that was, I know it's so hard to like, you said like how we did, we're, we use these words and things like consciousness and higher self though, to try to understand them right in a human. I get what you're saying, but do you yeah. think that your soul maybe, or you were presented with that as a challenge here though, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. I okay. think that's, that's my particular unique challenge, for example. And it could be any of anything, but like it somehow for some reason was brought into your being to either move past or deal with in this lifetime. Yes, so I think kind of so. A way to say it, I and guess. my being, I think, is like the distinction there that you said, like this particular limited being. Sure, sure. Because okay. outside of it, like there's what I really am is this infinite awareness of all things. Like I can look at Nicholas's thoughts. Sure, I but you and your being your emotions. small little micro experience of the macro as you're dealing with that, whereas I might be dealing with 
things over here. Like I'm kind of like a germ phobe and that's been something that I not crippling, but like enough where like, I have to just be like, relax. Okay. That's my thing. Like you don't have to wash your hands 17 times. Right. And so that's been like my little thing. Like we all have our little things that we really have to like deal with. That's kind of fascinating to think. I mean, again, I don't know, like I hear these things and they make sense to me, but like source might want it to come through all these different beings to experience different things. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of a good way of maybe like, I don't know. It's, it's like hard. You don't want to like say, Oh, like we're defining it, but I don't know. Like it makes sense to me in some ways, like all these experiences, but we're all different, but yet we're all connected on a yes. higher level. I don't know. I, I love that concept. It's kind of like philosophy. Once you start talking about it, there's more questions. Yes. Nicholas <laughs> loves the concept. Okay. Nicholas loves the concept that you're sharing right now. Like I it makes love it. sense, right? It, because it makes sense. That's somewhere why we like it. Somewhere in my it. mind, somewhere in my <laughs> yeah. emotion. Yeah. It touches on my likes and dislikes. Yes. That's why Nicholas attaches to it. You said something about uh, earlier, like not everybody thinks about spiritually, spirituality the way we do. Not everybody, because everybody's different, right? right? That's because Nicholas loves this concept. Right. He does. I, way above Nicholas, I am the only thing that is able to look and laugh at all of the concepts mm-hmm. that Nicholas likes. I am a slave to my likes and my dislikes. Sure. Okay. That includes my concepts. Yeah. That's what I'm increasingly discovering. And again, okay. this might be like some people might not be excited to go to this place, but I really believe that anything that could be called enlightenment is just the awareness to know if you're sure. a human you're going to play the human game. What does the human game look like? It looks like triggers. Yeah. It looks like putting things into categories. And Even spiritually, like I'm like, why are we here? Like we, we want to know why, 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 why? And I think it's just, that's, there's this like truth. It just is, but we have to be like. <laughs> it's a spiritual package for the same seeking questions that I will, I gotta know the answer mm-hmm. and an answer will create the peace that I, yeah. that I think I, I is out there for me. I think there's peace out there for sure. me. I might think it's in a car. I might think it's in a partner. I might think it's in renouncing the world and going to meditate in a cave. I might think it's in a material viewpoint of the world. And I might think it's in a spiritual viewpoint in the world. I might think that if I trade my Nikes for the Mala and I trade my material concepts for something greater and I talk about oneness and I talk about these concepts, then I'll feel peace. But then I wake up the next day and I go, oh my gosh, I still get triggered. I still have some days where I feel more or less connected, whatever the heck that means, right? Like there's all these, what I'm starting to recognize here is that everything being the same, everything being one and manifesting differently. You could say it's source or God exploring itself through all these different ways. Absolutely. How it's, it's happening. I don't think anyone knows, but I think the greater recognition for all of us is to sort of look at, is to sort of wake up one day and say, I'm going to stop trying to be other than I am because this is the human game. Sure. I'm playing the human game. I was brought here to play it. I have a little bit different human game than you in some areas, but humans by and large have the same game, the same way plants have the same game. And you don't see plants trying to attain higher levels of consciousness, right? You don't hear plants talking about that (laughs) because plants just are right. Right. And that's, and consciousness just 
is? Totally. How can there be higher levels of it? Now, we might be saying that I could be more or less aware of things. Sure. I could be willing to look at things more and more and or less at different times in my life or compared to other people. But isn't consciousness just is? Isn't consciousness right. is everything? Can you point to me where consciousness is or isn't? Can you take me outside of it? Can we get on a rocket ship like Jeff Bezos and go outside of the realm of consciousness, right? Like these are, I don't get into philosophical stuff in podcasts as much because I try to keep it practical and I try to keep it grounded. Well, you want people to try to understand, but I, again, I'm kind of actually saying this as a joke, but like. I've kind of come to a conclusion in my human form because we like, especially me, like a Virgo, I like to kind of have a, even though me I am too. super open. Oh, you are? Nice. Oh, I'm, I'm a Virgo. I <laughs> nice. like it all. I, like I it say all this nice. with knowing I don't really know. I just am good with like, I am, it is consciousness. Like we're here. Like I think there's good. It's all working out. But, you know, I've come to like kind, if someone were to ask me on this earthly plane, like, what do you believe? I do think like consciousness is God. That's just to kind of like have the definition, if you will, even though I'm not too, too tied to it, but. I say God, I'm with you. I say God. Yeah. It just is that we have to have a language, right? We're here humans. We talk, but like, I do think I used to think it was more like God and maybe there's like some specifics around it, but I'm like, no, it's more just like consciousness source, call it what you want, but it, it just is. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't, people are like, well, what is that? What is that? But it just makes sense to me. What is it not? I think is yeah. a better question that people are. Well, asking, cause it leaves right? it open-ended. It mm-hmm. just is. It's everything. It's literally everything. And I'm again, like I'm using words to try to explain this. You can't but it's yeah. everything. It's everything that we're experiencing here and what we haven't experienced, what we did experience, our soul, eternity. Like, I think it just is. And it's fun to sit here and dissect things. And I think things can come through and people, mediums, or, you know, people can have telepathic stuff with ETs. I've talked to all types of people on this podcast that have different experiences. I have chakra colors that come through and it all is just energy force and life and love. And it just is is but there's mm-hmm. more than what we're just physically seeing in this current reality and like you were talking with levels I actually really wanted to ask you about that too quickly before we kind of start to wrap up is just you're talking about different levels again i realize this is like a human definition but uh to find our true selves and you have the body and the mind and all these different layers right is that kind of in a similar thing where people talk about like right now we're in a 3d experience, but we're kind of trying, we're ascending into this four and five density. Some people may have not heard of this, but some theories spiritually are that we are moving into 5d, which is a more loving, gracious, accepting environment. Is Mm -hmm. that what you're, is that kind of similar to the layers that you were talking about, about trying finding true self or a little different? Um, not that it really matters, but just like understanding the blocks from who we really are. Like if we were to move more into 5d, do you think we'd find a little bit more of truth? I almost like that second way you put it better. And I'm well aware of the 3d, 5d. And they're just things we throw around about it. Yeah. Yeah. I've talked about it myself even because, you know, it's not to say I don't get into concepts or anything, but I think what you said about removing the blocks you know, 3D, 5D, infinite D, you know, the infinite D is what's available to us in the place of isness beyond all of the stuff we're talking about. And, and the reason I point out is this, like this idea of 
looking for answers, for seeking for something that I can hold on to. Yeah. I think at a certain point in our journey, we recognize that that in and of itself is the thing that's keeping me suffering. Sure, that's you know, I, I think because I've been there and I know plenty of people that have been there and I don't know many people who have gotten out of it. And I'm not going to say I've gotten out of it. Absolutely not. But um, I know the teachers that I've that I've worked with that have gotten out of it and their, their entire way of being is so different that like, you're not even, you recognize that like, you're not even connecting with a person with their entities and their, their, their identities and their beliefs. And they're like kind of sharing it with you. Um, They're just helping you remove all of the blocks. So that's kind of the way I see it that like infinite consciousness isness is that which you already are. You cannot be removed from it and it is all pervading. So, to talk about where consciousness is or isn't like, yeah, it's in the computer. It's in the rocks. It's in us. Like, you know, the rock is no less conscious. It doesn't have a subtle body, so it can't think and have emotions, but it still has consciousness because consciousness, like you said, is God. It's the thing that everything is and nothing is not. Um, Or crystals have energy, like, right. I mean, there's energy that can come out of it, but a lot of people wouldn't ever think like it actually has the vibrational energy that can come out of it. It's just a rock. Right. But it's like, well, yeah. And so does, I mean, so does this book that's sitting next to me as well. You know what I mean? That like everything is holding consciousness. Everything is pervaded by consciousness. Um, But that's to me what the, the ascension thing, that's kind of what it is for me is like, I think that for many of us, that's a remembering and a removal of layers. And I think for many of us, many people are going to be trapped in the concept of ascension as in trying to be unhuman, trying to be, trying to rise above, Mm. to transcend. And I think a lot of people who are really locked into the Ascension teachings are going to find themselves more and more locked into the world of concepts and ideas and disappointed that it's not bringing them the peace that they're seeking outside of themselves, that which they already are. Yeah, you're actually showing a lot of, to me right now, not that I was so tied to these things, but I think in my spiritual journey, because I'm I don't know. Again, I use all now that we're talking, I'm like questioning everything I say. It's hard. We're we're on a podcast. We're using language. We're using the English English language right now to try and describe things and feelings and ideas. But, you know, I've become more conscious and aware of a lot of things going on in this earth. And a lot I've grown spiritually and I've been able to not attach to a lot of things and a lot of beauty has come forth. Um, but I think I'm I'm really thick, but also moving a little bit past it is in the intellectual part of it, reading Mm. about all the ideas, reading about Ascension, like it sounds cool. Like it's a great concept, like moving away from earthly suffering and crap and, and all the shit. And like, I want to move into love. Like it's a good feeling, but yeah, not to get too tied into it. Yeah. And I kind of already knew that, but when I talked to you, even like, this is a good moment of awareness. Like that's true. Like don't get too, you know, into these concept of 3D, but it is fascinating to me because it makes me think like there are other dimensions, whether it's called three, four, five, six, whatever D, it doesn't really matter. I do know that I think there's truly more than just right here in this reality right here. I think there are other dimensions with other Mm. beings and other things going on and it's all existing. So yeah, you don't have to get too tied to it. And it's a good reminder. So thank you. Cause I'm actually taking that away today of like, don't get too tied to those things, but they are interesting to me and it does give me hope. I think there are other dimensions and I hope 
we are healing and moving to another higher, happier place at some point, this earth. So, you know, I don't know. It's a good, I'm loving this because it's even making me think a little bit differently about not getting too attached to some of those definitions. Yeah. I'm glad you're loving it. Cause I was just thinking to myself, like, this is, like I said, I don't get too philosophical. Yeah. Usually I usually stay away from non-duality in yeah. podcasts, but I've been called to more lately and I'm sorry it happened on your podcast. Oh, this I love a, it. This is either going to be the worst or maybe the best <laughs> I, uh, episode you've ever had. Maybe I like people it. Just like, maybe people will like it, but that's all I've noticed is that like, I'm, I'm kind of in this place where I am starting to call BS on my own spiritual journey and my sure. own, the own, the ways that I've sort of taken on, Oh, this is a cool concept. This right. is a cool idea. And I recognize now how th this world is full. I mean, it's a seductive world. It's full of so many fascinating concepts and ideas. Every religion, and, right? It's and, and it still is fascinating. Yeah. Nicholas, this, this ego thing, it loves it. I love soaking. I'm, you know, yeah. like you said, I think it's it's a Virgo thing as well. We thirst for knowledge. We love to talk to different people and, and gather it all up. I've also just recognized that one of my biggest, you know, goals for this, for this thing I call Nicholas is peace. And I'm also starting to, to make this connection more and more to the fascinating, sexy concepts and ideas create an agitated mind or a peaceful mm -hmm. mind. And I find at the end of the day, there's a lot of agitation that's created in trying to figure it out, to sure. know the answer, even just to take in information. Yeah, Whereas like true. it's a different process than, than just sitting and being and being in the isness. So right. I love the concept. Yeah. I'm here in the world. I'm human. I'm doing it too. I'm reading books. I'm entertaining this body. I, I do all those things. I'm not above it. I just love going there every once in a while. I'm sorry I decided to do it on your no, podcast. I love it. But I'm just feeling that energy lately of like, I'd like to sort of break down some of these common misconceptions sure. and these common spiritual traps in the spiritual marketplace because it's just as real as the regular marketplace. Oh, yeah. You know, Definitely. trade these concepts for these Well, And concepts. there's a lot of people that have a lot of, you know, even I had um, a guest on um, the Nina Camille uh episode if anyone wants to watch it but she her she openly speaks about her father as a shaman and he has incredible clairvoyant healing mm. abilities and has, can see into whatever dimensions or whatever you want to call it um, but he's also abused people I mean it, it doesn't right. that's why you have to be very careful about idolizing things yeah. um, because even people with with amazing healing powers can manipulate so again why you really have to find your truth and I don't apologize. I love this. It's even <laughs> selfishly, it's helping me. But I think, you know, there is a balance of like wanting to know we're human. And I think too, yeah, if we get too focused, like too Virgo and we're obsessive and you're reading all the time and it's getting a little overwhelming. Sometimes I do have to take, take a step back from like this great awakening map. Like I'm reading all these things, but then at the same time, it has brought some consciousness to me, which I think is a positive thing. And I also think thinking about the concept of like a 5D earth, you don't have to get too like obsessed with the definition or is it happening or not. But if it is about peace and love, that's what I'm about. So it's good too. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. So I'm not getting too obsessed, but if I, maybe we are ascending in some way and then just leave it at that. But I think that's a positive thing because it is about peace and love, which I believe is ultimately what we are. So it's okay to have a little bit of that, I think, but just not getting too, we don't really know. So just kind of makes sense, but okay. Like I'm going to sit with that, but like also be open to other things. So 
I don't know, maybe just to kind of like play devil's advocate to some of what you're saying. Like, I think it's good to not be attached to too much of these terminologies, but also if it brings you some peace and light, it's not so bad either. And I think maybe in this lifetime, like that's, you know what I mean? what I'm discovering, I am evolving. And that's the whole point too, I believe, of being here is just evolving. I believe we live multiple lives and maybe that's where I am of just like waking up to new concepts, but I still don't have it all figured out, obviously. <laughs> so, yeah, you know what I, I mean? And some the- people are Christian or Jewish or Hindu in this life and they're just really focused on their religious beliefs, but it, it's happy and loving for them in this life. Mm. Great. So each life, maybe we're just like holding on to little terms and getting to the next place. So I don't know. It's, I think you said it. It's fascinating. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You said it. And I think it's all about, you know, we're here to participate. We're yeah. here to do, we're here to play the human game. You know, this is not like, this sure. is why, why come to a place that you're meant to escape from or transcend right. from, right? It doesn't make any sense. That's the one thing that to me that doesn't make any sense. So I absolutely yes. think, yeah, we're supposed to come here. We learn and we're supposed things to learn. Yeah. It's kind of like a school. I feel like people have mentioned that before and it kind of makes sense to me. Like this is a place, a soul school, if you will. And mm. you could go in any which way that you, you go, but it's, it is a wild experience. Yeah. Yeah. There's no question about you can go any which way you want to go. And that's, I think the coolest part about it. And that kind of ties it all into what we were talking about earlier that like yeah. we're free. We're free no matter what, no matter what seems to be imposed upon us or what, you know, becomes a requirement or a mandate. Like at the end of the day, we all actually do get to choose. And we also get to, um, most of the time we get to hear in advance, what are the consequences of our choice, you know, and decide if we still want to choose what we want to choose, you know? Yeah, it's not getting true. too specific. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, wow, this is cool. It definitely went in like a little more philosophical tone, but I like that. I haven't had one go this way and I appreciate that. So hopefully sure. people, it's the whole point is to get people thinking, growing and talking about things. So I enjoyed yeah. it. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Thank I appreciate you it so much for your time and your energy here and Please share where people can find you on Instagram, your website, any any of the places that you'd like to share. Yeah. So those are my my two biggest channels, actually. Okay. Um, it's at the wave in the ocean on Instagram. That's where I do a lot of my posting in my community. That's a really fun place to be. So yeah. um, check us That's out there. That's how I found and, you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. How long have you been around, by the way? I mean, I've been on Instagram for a while. Like personally, I think I was following on my personal page and then just my my real Lauren live handle I think I started following you a little later but that that's a newer page but I mean I've been on Instagram for a long long time 10 years but I found you probably about I don't know six seven months ago I think Oh, okay, cool. So you're relatively new, I'd say, but you've been around for, you've been around, that's a good long time. I'm not trying to minimize it. I I started it like three years ago. And so I've been on um, before there were ads and all that stuff. Yeah. You were back in the, in the good (laughs) old days before it all went to crap. I know. Yeah. Follow me on Instagram if you're inclined and, um, you can also check out waveandocean.com, which is where I have some of my own offerings as well as my, um, email newsletter, which is a really cool place to be. I'm excited about that. I just started a couple of months to go. So. Sweet. Awesome. Well, thanks, Nicholas, yeah. for being here today and for all your work that you're doing for humanity. And thank we'll you. chat thanks. again on here. <laughs> thanks. thanks for letting me have my philosophical rant. Oh, I appreciate yeah. it. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks, Take care. everybody, for listening to Lauren.Live. You can find me, like I said, on Instagram, at RealLaurenLive, and my website, Lauren.Live. It's a lot of Lauren.Lives. <laughs> but anyways, it. thank you guys. Blessings to you all.